Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Mario and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us and we appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, make sure to comment, like, subscribe. We are hoping to get to 4K subscribers uh, by preseason testing, Tasha said. Um, mm-hmm. we, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> um, if you're on Spotify or Apple, make sure to leave uh, five stars, download, give it to your friends. Show it off. Tell them how cool we are and maybe they'll listen. Um, As always, I am joined by a person who might get a contract extension with Ferrari before Carlos Sainz does. A person who is actually not nice, but is getting a care package in the mail later from me, which I'm excited about. (laughs) And a person who is the talent, the better half, the reason we're all here. It is Tasha. Welcome, 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 Tasha. How are you today? Thank you for the introduction. Uh, I'm You're great. Welcome. How are you? Uh, you know, rough week. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, it yeah. was it was it was not the best week. But we're here, and it's the weekend. We made it. And we're talking <laughs> F1, and we made it. We made it. How was your week? It was great. I mean, yeah? for the most part. It was all right. I I love how it went from it was great to it was all right. Um, it was all right. Yeah, it was okay. Wait, now that I think it's of it, I, yeah, I'm it pretty shitty. It was, it was okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just a good week. I didn't, nothing really dramatic happened, but I feel like in in life these days you kind of have to take those weeks as like a win, you know, like mm-hmm. where nothing crazy is. Ha- you're not putting any fires out. You're just kind of chilling, <laughs> you know. So Yo, that's I how woke it felt. up. Yeah. Everything's still uh, nothing hurts today. Oh, we're good. Oh, yeah. We're good today. Yeah, it's gravy. Um, so we are here with our usual in case you missed it, but we need to talk about a certain things first. I think you did not see uh Kevin Magnuson. Well, we talked about the Haas commercial a long time ago, mm-hmm. where it was the knitting commercial. And yes, everything Gunther was, knit everybody was, like gifts for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now that mm-hmm. Gunther is out, apparently they're also remo- like getting rid of all the things he knit. So we can <laughs> donate to charity. It is the Starlight Starlight Children's Foundation. Okay. For a chance to win the freaking suit. Oh the yeah. The knit suit. That suit was so cool. Like that was actually like one of my favorite things from that that ad spot was yeah. that knitted race suit. And then the wheel covers as well, but <laughs> that's so cool. Kevin Madison is modeling the the suit, yeah. but I will be honest with you. Yeah. He does not look thrilled to be there. Uh, I mean, he never like, If really you look does. at the Instagram yeah. that they posted, he does not look super <laughs> thrilled to be there. Uh, the suit looks so cool. Though. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, they ate with so that. if you don't, if you don't want to go, uh, you know, if we don't get lucky enough to get that uh, mm-hmm. race suit, I was thinking, hear me out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not at 4K subscribers yet, so we can't really afford too much. But ha- do you want to go half season on a W Series car? Because they're on sale. Oh, absolutely. They're they're on sale. Yeah. for uh, They're in an auction. And I think we go half season on it and make a quick stop F1 livery. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we, we'll, we'll we'll go off air later and choose which one we want. Yeah. Um, um I don't know <laughs> what the conversion from US to GBP is, but it's around 35,000 GBP. I think those are great. Oh, that's not too bad. Great Britain pounds? That's not too bad. That yeah. Yeah. I, I think affordable. I think, 
Women's got to work a work a little bit, two more shifts. Or maybe if everybody week. who follows us gives us five dollars, maybe ten, yeah. just so you know. Maybe ten. Just, be able to just, pay some insurance for it too. Yeah, you know, or you know, in case the the bidding war kind of gets just ten. Yeah, make it ten. Yeah, yeah. Cash so out. So no, no half seas. <laughs> just everybody who listens yeah. to this is uh, signing a legal document yes. by just listening that you owe us ten dollars to go and buy a W Series car. Yeah, we promise we will not be pocketing that money. Yeah. Uh, oh no, no, it will be going. Yeah, it will be going to yeah. uh, W Series car. <laughs> which, by the way, mm-hmm. um, we are going to get the seat fitted for Tasha, and then I will be her race engineer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned to that. We're going to record a podcast while she drives. She yeah. can do that. I can't. That's why Multitasking is the, kind of my thing. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm going to be in simple. the paddock just looking at the numbers like a nerd. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, something very exciting. I think uh, Chris mentioned this uh, during the pre-show, but the F1 Academy drivers... Mm-hmm. Uh, seem to have seem to be posting a lot more. Yeah, seem to be hyping up the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Uh, any posts that you've seen recently, or anything like that that you uh liked, or anything? Um, no, just from like Leah Block. I mean, when last episode when Christopher mentioned that she was going to be like on in the pre-show when he mentioned that she was going to be doing it, I got really excited because we're mm-hmm. big fans of her father. So to see that she's going to be expanding her career. And doing it through the F1 Academy is just really exciting. So immediately I'm like, we need to follow her um, and keep up, keep tabs. But yeah, it's just nice seeing like her start preparing. Um, All of them really are starting to get like Mm. ready for the season. I'm, I don't know. I'm just really excited in general. It's it, the energy around it seems really good, at least from the driver's perspective. And yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. I like, I, I, I really like how it's, how it's turning out where each F1 team has an F1 Academy driver. Yeah. Because I think the exposure from that F1 team that that they're getting, the drivers are getting from mm-hmm. from all these posts and everything is is right. only good. You know? Right. So I I I think so far so good with right. with this. Let's see how it goes once the season starts. Yeah. Anything else you you saw or anything else you want to discuss before we go to our in case you missed it? Topic? Absolutely, because we've been asking for I don't know how many months now for a haiku, and we finally yes. got one. Shout out to bam, bam, bam. the squirrel, aka Contosaurus Rex, um, best username ever. No, 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 no. <laughs> greatest handle, not handle, but greatest name ever. Like wow, you really ate that. Um, but also they gave us our haiku, so. It says, quick stop Saturday. Mario, Tasha are great. Never skip this pod. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Not the... ah, love we it. love yeah. to see it. Yeah. You made, made my whole week. night. <laughs> you, it was so great. Um, so if... Anybody wants to step to the ring? And yeah. Submit. Now, now there's competition. Now people are gonna be like, "No, no way, I'm gonna submit." I love it. that when I read it, I was like, at first I read it and I was like, the formatting's interesting, and then I started yeah, counting yeah. syllables, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> we got it, we got it, yeah, we got, we got one, yeah." <laughs> Shout out Contosaurus Rex for having a Always, fantastic yeah. name and haiku skills. Absolutely. We appreciate you very much. Thank you. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, I couldn't let that slow. We had to like... <laughs> no, absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. That's our spotlight. Thank our you. listener spotlight for today. <laughs> uh, no, but love to see it. Yeah. Love to see it. Um, with that, 
let's move on to our in case you missed it section. So we've put together a a bunch of topics that we think are very uh, relevant, interesting, and matter. Uh, these are topics that were being discussed this week in on the timeline, mm-hmm. uh, on the news cycle. Obviously, there's things that we don't mention sometimes, but these are the things that we're uh, interested in. If you've listened before, you know that we some of these are are we have serious takes on. Some of these are more for fun. Starting with the on the lighter side, uh, Drive to Survive season six was announced, going to be released on February 23, 2024. Mm-hmm. And it coincides with the final day of preseason testing at the Bahrain International Circuit. Um, so, Tasha. Yeah. You and I have spoken about us uh, for uh, season six. Mm-hmm. We've discussed whether we're going to do episode reviews and everything. Um, is there any storyline from last year or last season that you're like, I want to see what happens with the DTS treatment or... This is going to be interesting to see in the background for DTS. Uh, well, my I think my main thought with season six is just how they're going to make anything out of this period. Like it was mm-hmm. pretty uneventful. Um, but if they're going to do anything, they're going to exaggerate. So I I do feel like uh, George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, one sided beef um, will probably be exploited for multiple episodes. Um, Probably like, I don't know, the Charles Leclerc situation with Ferrari, just sort of like dropping the ball with the car. I I don't know. I'm just, like I said, like, I feel like we're going to be scraping the barrel a little bit to see what happens. (laughs) I feel like Williams will have a good episode maybe, Yeah, you know, because that was kind of their bread and butter season one was the midfield teams anyway. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like Williams had a good kind of run for most of the season and then the end kind of fell off. But I think they have enough to make it feel inspiring and yeah and better yeah I, th- it was. I think there's gonna be a Danny Rick oh yeah is back episode yeah Probably. I imagine it's gonna be him just like coming in the last episode or like some episode just like sitting down at you know at the microphone yeah, like he did yeah, like yeah. last year <laughs> like all dramatic like I'm back <laughs> I can see a, yeah. I, I think I think Carlos Sainz not I think Carlos Sainz won a race last year yeah. or last season I, I can see an episode where it's like yeah that episode where it's Carlos winning, but also the Ferrari doesn't want to sign him thing. Yeah. Like yeah. drama. Yeah. I can definitely. See oh yeah. That. Checo. Oh yeah. Checo. Oh God. You can have an episode. On, you can that could be a whole season. season a season on Checo. A whole season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched any of the other like Drive to Survive style shows that have been popping up in other mm-hmm. sports? No, I, I. Not even the tennis one? No. Not even the really? by I, choice or what? Yeah, just by choice. Like I just didn't feel like. I mean, I watch tennis all the time, so like for me, like I already know these people. Like Driver Survive um, really impacted me because I wasn't familiar with anybody in Formula One, so it was yeah. like this is all new information to me. Uh, so like a lot of the guys that are covered in the tennis show, like I watch it probably eventually, but it just like mm-hmm. hasn't felt like a pressing thing to get to. I am curious, like how they're kind of. Um, covering these athletes and covering the seasons that they're having because some of these guys aren't haven't really like broken through you know the the higher ranks of the sport so it is like a lot of journeyman sort of there is like a journeyman aspect to it of like playing these um you know lower rank tournaments or just trying to grind it out because tennis you don't get a contract for x amount of dollars you have to earn prize money and so 
the higher you go. Like the, everybody? Everybody. And so, you know. Like the best tennis players don't have a contract. Correct. Like they have sponsors, but no contract. Correct. So you would get like a sponsorship with Nike or uh, New Balance or whoever for however many millions of dollars. But like, you know, these guys travel with whole entourages. We talked about this in one episode, like yeah. you know, your physio, your coaches. Um, you might have a whole like department of like press people that cut your publicist might come with you like and you have to pay all these people out of your own pocket so out it's of like your, the stress damn. of tennis is like you have to uh go really deep in these tournaments because every round the prize money increases so you get money just for making it to a, a later round essentially yeah so anyway it, it is interesting in that aspect because it's your job security is not safe in tennis like you really have That's... to work but there's hundreds of tennis players you know so who can really get financial success really is, is kind of based off of the season that they're having and the mental, you know, strength that they're, they are exhibiting because it is a hugely mental game. So I guess I made it that, more that interesting. Adds a whole nother, it, yeah. That adds a whole nother layer to yeah. like the pressure to perform. Yes. Because I have a contract, I have a shitty game or a <laughs> shitty race one day and it's like, I mean that sucked, but I get I wake up tomorrow. I'm still getting paid. You know you're guaranteed you know? something. Yeah. 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 Tennis is not well, like I didn't, that. I didn't know tennis yeah. doesn't have contracts. Yeah. It's crazy. Makes and sense then because I never read about contracts extensions or anything. Until like that we get to Formula but, One, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's interesting. So it is interesting. The um, other part is a lot of them are becoming like kind of like influencer like. You know, you'll see on their social media they're posting the same shit that like bloggers or other you know influencers who aren't tennis players are posting because they're trying to make money. So yeah. it's very interesting. It's just very interesting. But no, I have I, not. I saw <laughs> the, I did see the tennis one because I don't know nothing about tennis. Yeah. Um, and I did, like, I, I'm sorry, I saw, I think, not golf. the one is a golf one. Mm-hmm. Breaking Point is the? Anyway, tennis one, yeah. I saw, mm-hmm. yeah, I've watched, I've watched both, but I don't know. It, it, it um, Drive to Survive felt very organic. And yeah. Very, a very Drive to Survive season one. Right. Felt very organic and everything. Now it just feels like we've got a recipe. Derivative. Yeah. Like it's it's <laughs> very Marvel like. <laughs> right. Our, exactly. We have our recipe and this recipe worked. Not it's not working now, but that recipe worked and it really feels like they're just same recipe, same exact recipe. Right. Uh, I think there's gonna not. I think I'm sorry. There's gonna be one for for not indie. NASCAR. Never mind. NASCAR. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Uh, they're doing one for NASCAR. Um, I know that they announced the an NBA one, and it's like hmm. following the best of the best. Like the like LeBron is one of the persons that they're gonna that's gonna be on the show, which yeah. is ridiculous. Like, um, <laughs> I know that I know that for there's like college ones on Netflix, Netflix mm-hmm. as well. Do you think two different questions? Mm-hmm. Question number one. Or, or they're related. Do you think the market is already saturated with this kind of media? Mm-hmm. Or do you think another sport, is, like, do you think they should try to apply it to another sport, for example? Or do you mm-hmm. think we are at like a point where it's like, you can't just keep popping up these same exact <laughs> argumentaries? Uh, I mean, I feel like I think it depends on the... I think it just depends. Like, I don't believe that it's oversaturated. I do think that narrative-based docu-series 
and sports like have always been a thing. You have 30 for 30 on like, you know, ESPN. But, you know, obviously yeah, it's... 30 for 30 is such a good shout out. Show. Those They have some amazing, amazing shows. And like, you know, you think about like the Olympics, which comes around every four years, but like they spend so much time on like these packages. Like, you know, Tasha is this broke whatever from this small town in the middle of the USA, but she has gold Olympic hopes and, and you know, they like yeah, suck she you does. in. You know, so storytelling is a perfect way, honestly, to yeah. market sports. But I think you have to like driver survival is so great because it it kind of was like make or break for them, right? Like it like they needed to market the sport outside of itself. Because they were at a be- point, they were at a point, absolutely like an inflection point where yeah. they needed it. They yeah. really did need it. And so it's a different kind of marketing. Tennis needs it too. Um I watch it all the time and I'm like, man, like if people only knew, you know, the backstory for some of these guys or you know, just really like knew the story of like what's happening currently in modern tennis. But I think the the storytelling matters, like not just the show having it for, you know, shits and giggles, but like what yeah. story you're actually trying to tell. And that's why I think uh, DTS season one made so much sense because they were focused more on like the mid-pack bottom tier teams and really like telling their story. Hence why Gunther became such like a breakout kind of star from that. He's, you know, managing a team that I has guess, no sorry, money. Sorry to interrupt, but I, I, sorry to interrupt, but I guess yeah. I, I have to defend the D, not that you're saying anything negative, but like yeah. I, I will defend DTS or maybe even not defend, but they did yeah. the midfield thing. Um, but remember that Ferrari said no to DTS, Mercedes said Correct. no to DTS. Yes. And then first season focuses on midfield right. because Lewis Hamilton was dominating. Right. So, so something, something that I, that, that it didn't click for me until like the third episode of the first season was like, they would show the race and the only thing you would hear is Lewis Hamilton wins, right. but, but nothing else about Lewis Hamilton, right. no, no story, no anything, which was like, which is good for them that they found a way to make it interesting mm-hmm. when like, dude, imagine it, it wasn't interesting back then because Lewis <laughs> was winning. Imagine now right. that Max won everything. Right. It's like, yeah. Ah. But they did. They did make yeah. the midfield seem very compelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all it is. I think it just has to. You have to have a, a story that you're trying to tell and like really strong, you know, storylines and editing. I, I just think I I can't speak to whether or not all the others have that because I haven't really tuned in. But like, if it's compelling, people will find it and watch it. And I think that's kind of all that matters. Like, I don't think it's oversaturated. I think each each industry should be trying to find a way to like humanize their sport more and and make it connect with people who aren't already fans. So I just think it really, I think you need to be like thoughtful about it and intentional and not just like react and say, Oh, we need to do our own version. And, but like not have any of the things that made drive to survive successful um, embedded in the DNA of your show. So that's what I I think. I think it it would be last thing I'll say is like I I think it would be cool to have a DTS style show, but Mm. every episode is a different sport. Because I was thinking, I was thinking like, imagine, imagine not DTS, but like imagine a a show like I would watch the chess version of DTS, for example. Yeah, and and but maybe chess isn't big enough to hold a season, so maybe you get an hour fifteen episode of like a chess version of it and then you like do different sports i think it would be like it would be cool <laughs> um but i agree with yeah. everything you said it would be the reason i say chess or like imagine even like cricket in like oh in yeah. the u.s yeah. you do an episode and it's like you get people to learn about that 
not so big slash popular slash mainstream. Yeah, you get attached to it and then you're like, I need to tune mm-hmm. in. Yeah. No, and I, I think it all boils down to what you said is like, you need to do mm-hmm. a good, uh, good job about storytelling to humanize the people that are part of that it. That are part of it, yeah. And I think that's how you, that's how you hit success. Yeah. Um, speaking of success, the uh, Survive to Drive book by Gunther Steiner popped off. It got some bestseller uh, traction, which I don't even know enough about that the bestseller list, but... How serious are these bestseller lists? I don't know. They seem like seem like everybody's a New York Times bestseller these days. Right. <laughs> um, so Steiner is working on the second book. And I just got some quotes from him talking about the first book. Apparently he got, uh, he had people saying that he was distracted. Mm-hmm. But what he said was, I think people are over, imagine I try to make a Gunther Steiner accent while I read this. I would, shit. <laughs> I think people are overrating that how much of a distraction the book is because it actually isn't a distraction from my daily job. Uh, even writing the book, obviously a ghostwriter does it for you. Obviously. Now I've got time, but even now we do... Oh, by the way, he says now I've got more time because this interview was after uh, getting let go from Haas. Mm-hmm. So he says that now we got more time, but even now we do two sessions a week of half an hour. And he says that you speak with him, but it's not like I spent days speaking with him. I know most people have spent... This is very Trump-like of him. He says, I know that some people have spent days speaking with these people, but I didn't. He didn't, you know, because he's very efficient. Right. Um, the one thing that I found interesting, the ghostwriter... <laughs> I'm a child. The ghostwriter called James Hogg. And I just find that name very funny. Um... <laughs> Hogg has previously worked on projects with Damon Hill, mm-hmm. Johnny Herbert, and Jason Plato. Um, so, th- so basically, we've got the second Gunther Steiner book. I think, because you get the first book, and it's like, it's, it's new. So it's like, oh, I'm going to read this. I didn't read it. But I'm going to read this. It's a new book. But now, man gets fired, and he's going to release a second book, mm-hmm. Marketing Genius. Everybody wants yeah. that book, because that book is not going to say stuff about him getting fired. Um, <laughs> Other than Lewis Hamilton, who, by the way, is on the clock to release a book. Uh, who's Who do you want on the F1 grid to write a book? Whose book do you want to read? I can oh, go first if you want. I wouldn't read anybody like driver wise. Like, obviously, yes, Lewis yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I want any, like, any a, I want like a Marshall to write a book. I want some tea. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want, I don't care about your life story. I'm sorry. Like, it's can all I, can fun I, games. I want tea. Can I suggest a driver that would bring tea? Who? Give me that Checo book. <laughs> give me that. Give I me that Checo tells all. I feel like Checo's wife. If that, if if Checo's wife was Checo's ghostwriter, we would get fire, straight fire. The best book. Checo's uh, wife should write a book. I, yeah. I, I changed my mind. I yeah. changed my mind. It should be that's Checo's what I'm saying. Wife. Like these drivers are just going to give us fluff, and that's fine. Everybody likes fluff, but yeah. I need the hard hitting. Mm-hmm. behind the scenes like spill it type of shit drive to survive any like any of those guys who's worked on the show like Ooh. are you a cameraman who's seen some shit that you couldn't put on the on the on the air that is genius tasha on wax i want to i that's what i want so, a dts yeah. cameraman pro- they probably have ndas but once that nda is done yeah you'd be if, surprised they have to have ndas to be to, like to have that kind of access maybe like You'll be surprised. People just don't think. They're like, that's oh, it's just the, that's, that's the just the boom answer. operator guy. You know, like what can what is he gonna that, say? What? <laughs> that's, yeah. Tasha, yeah. 
Congratulations on the perfect answer. Yeah. We are moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so via motorsport, we have learned that Madrid lands Spanish GP from 2026 as Barcelona fights for F1 future. The new track that um, is proposed is going to be a hybrid track, about 5.7 kilometers around 3.4 miles long circuit featuring street and non-street sections will be built around the IFMEA fairgrounds and convention center located to the northeast of the city still subject to FIA approval the track will feature 20 corners with a predicted lap time of a minute 32 seconds and I saw the track um, Williams eSport team did a simulation hot lap and that track looks crazy (laughs) That first chicane, there's like a chicane that just looks like if you're not on it, literally like you're gonna you're you're not gonna be in a good spot. So um, it also kind of looks like there's not like lots of overtaking opportunities. uh, Just kind of like windy, not a lot of straight. I mean, it just looks very, I don't know, like the antithesis of Las Vegas, where Vegas is very a rectangle a pig whatever people yeah. dude it was a pig i'm curved. sorry i'm sorry it was a pig it it's was a pig curves, yeah like there's people that so. look at clouds and they're like it's a giraffe yeah. and you're like all right calm down but that was a pig <laughs> yeah so that was a uh, that was that was interesting to see the the proposal um definitely this news like for f1 fans i think got the reaction i was expecting which is like people are sort of annoyed and or tired of street circuits in f1 um Currently, seven out of the 24 tracks are street circuits, which include Saudi Arabia, Australia, Miami, Monaco, Azerbaijan, Singapore, and now Vegas. So, you know, the big question is really like, do we have too many street circuits on the track? Like, what do you think about that? The pinnacle of F1, I mean, sorry, F1 is the pinnacle, is allegedly the pinnacle of motorsport, (laughs) of speed, technology, etc., Street circuits don't prove that. Right. Speeds, uh, those, those street circuits are not, are not prop, proper is not the right word, but I don't think you're testing an F1 driver and an F1 car mm-hmm. as much as you should for this sport during street races. Right. They're very hype. Like I, you know, first time I saw the Monaco race, I was like, that's hype as hell. Right. Like, that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they result in the most exciting races that we see right. during the season. And if if you if it's all money, and mm-hmm. that's what bothers me. It's like they reported a Spanish media outlet reported that it used to be um, it used the contract with. I, I'm botching it because Madrid is where we're going. Barcelona is where we were, right. correct? Mm-hmm. So it, you, the contract with Barcelona used to be 25 million. The contract with Madrid is going to be 52 million wow. a year to have that wow. race for 10 years. It's on so it's a 500, like, like you don't get, it's another, it's another, to me, it's another case of mm-hmm. you don't give a shit about the sport. Yeah. All you want is money. And yeah. like, there's no, there's no, I don't know enough about how that Madrid race is going to end up. I don't know enough about any of that. So I am right. not even attacking the like quality of Barcelona versus the quality of Madrid with regards to racing. My criticism is the only reason you did it was money. Right. So like, yes, I think there's too many street circuits at seven, 
but street tracks, three circuit, whatever. But worse than too many street circuits, I think you are just willy nilly following the money, yeah. regardless of like how good a race can be, what the drivers think. I saw the Max Verstappen quote everywhere with like he like he is wholeheartedly against street circuits. One thing that I read that was very interesting was that street circuits are ideal for Formula E. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So it's like two very different types of cars, two very different types of motorsport. And then you're having these races in the same tracks. And then we've seen tracks that MotoGP races in. And it's like the money talks for where the show goes to and not any other reason, which worries me that we're going to keep losing tracks for less exciting tracks or less fan favorite tracks because they paid you more money to be there. Right. Yeah. So that the, that's my thought on, on this. Like, even if the race is, a, even if, because Las Vegas was, we, I criticized Las Vegas and it turned out to be a cool race. Mm-hmm. This might turn out to be a cool race, but it, it, it all, it all is to uh, the opposite of organic. It's all like Forcing fabricated. It, it's yeah. all, yeah, thank We're you. Hoping. It's all fabricated. It's yeah. all forced. It's all like, no, no, no. It, it's not the money. It's it's the, the it's the fan experience. Right. No, no, no. It's not the fan experience. Because the fans it's don't want it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the fans don't want. Yeah. What are what do you think? There's too many street circuits. Do you like what? What would you do to address it? Or like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I do think that there are too many, especially with the size of these cars, how heavy they are, how long they are. Like they're just they they Did can't you? overtake each other. You know. Uh, MotoGP can work on these tracks because these are motorcycles. They can go side mm-hmm. by side, four in a, a row or whatever, you know? So, so we can't do that in Formula One. So to see that they're not using previous experiences with street circuits and um, applying that to any of like the future contracts, like it, to your point, it is it's just about money. And it's a shame because obviously the fan experience should be the number one thing. I mean, a business can't run without money. So that's obviously important as well. But if you don't, if you have fans who are saying like, we don't want this, we don't want sprint races, we don't want street circuits, like, but that's all they keep giving. You have to think at a certain point, like, or when do fans that become again. over? That's all we keep getting. That's all they keep giving. You know, so like fans are going to, I think, start to become like irritated or exhausted by trying to watch races that we know from the onset. Like, yeah, we might get a good one here, here and there, mm-hmm. but really like these races are not that exciting, you know what I mean? And then when you have a whole season where everything's not exciting and then you get like a Vegas where like, sure, there was some, some eventfulness to it, but it, mm-hmm. it wasn't, I don't even know if people would put that in their top 10 races. You're not going to remember ve- of, yeah. the Vegas race next year. And that was you know the inaugural happened. race. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. if you don't, if you don't produce something out the gate that is like really captivating and, and makes people want to go there and want to see it again, like, what are we really talking about? Like, what are we really saying? So yeah, I, I I don't think in this era of cars that street circuits make sense. The new ones like Monaco, you know, for the F1 purist and, you know, people who really want to see those historic tracks stay on the, on the calendar. I agree. You know, like the one-off, two-off, like occasional tracks that we go to that are just like, they're just fixtures leave them but if we're going to create a whole new track and and you're basically not uh you know taking into consideration like the size of these cars and how they perform when they're close to each other and And how fucking inconvenient it is for the city that too 
Um, so, but like, if you know, like you're not going to make sure that the race that you're producing is actually of value, like, what are we talking about? Like, what are we, that's a lot of money to waste money. on some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. How about that money? Um, um I read mm-hmm. that the, so I don't have, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to call this, I'm not a rumor, but I read this and I didn't read too much about it, mm-hmm. but apparently, not apparently, this is true. The before Barcelona, Catalonia was the track. There was another track where they did it mm-hmm. in Spain. And the group that organized that track, I think it was Juarez, the group that organized that track, uh, there was a lot of corruption, laundering money mm-hmm. and, and stealing. And that's why that Shocker. one got shut down. <laughs> then we went to Barcelona. Uh-huh. Nothing happened. Right. Now we're going to Madrid. And the group managing the Madrid race or like the same ones Mm -hmm. that managed the corruption one. So like it's the same exact group that that was accused of corruption and not accused. Right. Found (laughs) corruption and stealing and da da da. They were not involved in Barcelona, (laughs) but now they're back, baby. (laughs) Round two. I'm going to steal all your money. Nuts. Yeah. And. Um, someone from Spain would I would know a lot more about this, but yeah. the situation in Spain financially is not the best right now. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of debt that Spain is in, mm-hmm. and this was a 500 million dollar investment yeah. that Spain is that not Spain, the people of Spain will pay for, and not great. Hmm. They don't love that. They don't. They don't love that. Yeah. Which and nobody would love that. Um, so very interesting things for just one racetrack change. Yeah. Um, So another change that we are going to be seeing this year also via motorsport is F1's wheel rims made stronger to address loose tire problem. Uh, This is great news for anybody who doesn't want a tire to randomly fall on their head during a race. (laughs) Um, Last season, we saw, uh, I think, Brazil 2023. Alex Albon got into an incident at the start. His tire came completely off the rim, bounced up in the air, landed on. And then it like kept bouncing and rolling um, until it stops. But the um, the major issue with the, 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 excuse me, the major issue right now is that the way the rims are exposed to the side forces has triggered damage that has at times led to the tire itself popping off the rim and coming loose. Um, BBS, who produces the rims, which I did not know about, and I was actually kind of surprised to learn that it was BBS. I don't know what some... BBS is. What's BBS? BBS, I mean, they're... Um, a manufacturer of tire rims, but usually like you see them or I have seen them on like cars that are like um like vintage cars or show cars. They usually okay. are very like flashy, high end. Um they I always associate BBS with like the gold spokes. Okay. Um I don't know. We'll we'll look it up later. But basically yeah they just no, manufacture was, rims of all types. I just that's didn't realize that they were associated with Formula One. I didn't even think that another company manufactured their rims. Anyway, uh, so BBS said uh, in regards to this that the background of the MK2 development is that compared to the era of 13-inch wheels, 18-inch wheels are subject to greater side impacts from the outer rim of the wheel, resulting in more frequent side impacts and resulting tire loosening. The development of this uh, was actually initiated in response to a request from the FIA and the new MK2 rims look identical, but have been strengthened considerably to better resist impacts. MK2 has no change in spoke shape compared to MK1, said BBS, which is the MK1 is the the current version that 
um, isn't strong, strong enough for the side impact. So very interesting. I'm glad we won't see that because it was kind of a problem. I mean, besides that Alex Albon thing, there were like multiple occasions where yeah. tires were coming off or coming loose. So I'm glad that they're kind of addressing, not kind of, they are addressing that and changing they it. Are, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool. When yeah. did that, this come out this week? Um, the article, yeah, it was from this week. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I didn't see that. <laughs> um, right. So Ferrari has new engineers arriving in Maranello from Red Bull and AlphaTauri. Mm-hmm. So during this season, Frederick Vazor had long talks with Christian Horner. If you remember, Laurent Mekias, Le- yeah, let's say Mekias. Laurent Mekias is now going to be the... <laughs> Tasha, what do I do? Do I say the name? Do I say AlphaTauri? Do <laughs> I, I say AlphaTauri. Just like I call X Twitter, like I'm never changing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> X AlphaTauri team principal um, trying to obtain advantages for Ferrari itself in exchange. What does it mean? The former Renault Frenchman Vazur has attained a discount on the gardening period of some engineers who are already in service in Maranello. The they are in the GES department, which relates to performance and tires. What I find very interesting. Very interesting. Right. So we've talked about the gardening period before on the podcast. Yeah. Where it is the time that a person stops, once a person stops working in F and X F1 team, Mm -hmm. that F1 team can tell the person, you cannot do anything in F1 for this amount of time. Like basically conflict of interest or 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 competition clause. Um, Vassour and Horner... Just got together, a little powwow. Right. And they're like, Horner was like, I want Laurent Mekias. And Vasur was like, I want these engineers from you. And they just arrived at a little uh, little agreement between themselves where it's like, let's cut these gardening periods for Mekias and you cut the gardening periods for the two engineers that are coming here and then they can start working on each other's team right. quicker. Tasha, do you think... This is okay. Do you think these conversations should happen between two team principals and that's it? And that's like, we rot. Like, I mean, I kind of don't know. I don't know who else, who the third party, I guess, would be in this. It's, I feel like if the two team principals are okay with yeah. this, because I mean, they're the ones swapping employees, then yeah. I mean, I feel like Vasor, I feel like he at least made sure that he got something out of it, mm. you know, because he is giving up you know, one of his guys to be a team principal for another team, a rival team. So, you know, for him to be able to get, you know, a few guys and have them only like, I think a six month gardening leave. So basically they can essentially start to work almost right away. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like he got, I feel like he did a good job of negotiating that. I mean, as I guess as much as you can, but yeah, I'm not really sure who the third party in this conversation would be. I'm not sure. I think, I guess like I'm trying to say. Do you think there should be a third party? I don't know. I mean, I guess as long, like I said, like as long as everybody involved is okay with the terms and it's not like they're, um, you know, doing anything like shady. I mean, I'm not seeing it as, as that. I'm just seeing it basically yeah. as like a trade. Um, then I think it's, I think it's okay. I don't know. What I do was, I, I agree with you, especially because like they, they are the people who are involved in this. Like, it's a rebel Ferrari mm-hmm. thing. It's not an anybody else thing. Right. But I would have thought, like, an agreement like that would be recorded by someone. 
recorded by someone with regards yeah. to like the FIA would release a statement like, like it's all good. Like, like Fred Vizora <laughs> and Chris Horner decided to do this and it's right. fine. But like, I would expect some sort of notification, not because this is nefarious, but because what else is being decided by just having a little convo, you and I on the sidey side? I mean, and that's the whole thing with, you know, this entire sport is it's, it's run so much like that, you know, despite mm -hmm. having a gigantic rule book, despite having contracts that we talk about every single day, like there are still these side backdoor agreements and conversations happening that heavily impact the product, like what we're actually yeah. seeing, you know? Uh, so yeah, for me, it is very interesting <laughs> in that regard because it's, it's like you said, it's just like, well, Two and two principals want to negotiate something off the books that's on the books technically as well, then I guess let them do it. Cause what else, I mean, what else are you going to say? Like nothing really yeah. is policed in formula one. So it's kind of the wild, wild west in that regard. It, yeah. it really is. It really is. <laughs> I just be doing whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of people doing whatever. Yeah. You've got the next one. For wow. Us. So Last episode, we kind of chatted a little bit about the team name ridiculousness that we've been seeing. Uh, you have Kick, Sauber, Steak, whatever, like that whole thing. Then you have Visa, Cash App, Red Bull, RB. No, no, me. no. It doesn't uh, stand for Red Bull. No, 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 no. It doesn't stand for Red Bull. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I, no, 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 no. I'm confused. No, no, no. I'm confused. Um, it doesn't stand for Red Bull. It's RB. <laughs> it's RB, but not Red Bull. So since last week, that name was confirmed. That will be the new team name for AlphaTauri, which I will continue to call them that because I'm not calling them. I'm not saying all that. Um, I'll call them Minardi <laughs> before I call them Visa Cash at Red Bull. Yeah. So what I found interesting uh, from racefans.net was that RB does not stand for Racing Bulls. Name shown on FIA F1 entry list. So on the entry list, each of the teams has their like uh, company name or whatever business name that they're actually based under. Mm -hmm. um, and RB is stated under, or Racing Bulls is under the RB team. Yeah. But they're saying that Racing Bulls is not what those initials stand for. No. They are saying, quote, that it's RB identity is intended to bring their branding closer to that of Red Bull. The connection was less obvious when they competed as AlphaTauri, prior to which they spent 14 years using the name Toro Rasso, which is Italian for Red Bull. The team now refers to itself as V-Carb. <laughs> what the hell is That's a V-Carb? V-Carb? That's a cool name. That no, sounds like <laughs> some engineered like drink for you to get like all your daily like macronutrients. <laughs> it's, that's exactly Like in what one like eight ounce bottle. Um, like V8 yeah. juice, but like right. the next one. The like next, the next one. Yes, like this all your protein, carbs, no, 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 like no, no. everything. V, like, it, it's like <laughs> carbohydrate. There's like the bad carbs and then there's the V carbs. Oh God, it's, it's horrific. Um, then you have the uh, article also from racefans.net, which um, the team, so Red Bull basically is saying that it's not just a name change. Red Bull wants its second team to be title contenders. 
it says Red Bull has formally confirmed a change in priorities for the team, having been launched as Scuderia Tororoso and changed in charge with bringing future champions to the grid. The team declared it is now reborn with an expanded mission to battle for the sport's biggest prizes. So I feel like in the last week we have learned that AlphaTauri going through a huge rebrand to Dude. become this team that, according to Red Bull, wants to bring itself closer in identity to the to the mother team, right? <laughs> or the sister team, whatever you want to call team. it. Um, so I was really confused. Like, after we spoke last week on our episode, I still had, like, a lot of thoughts because, you know, branding, marketing, all that stuff. I think about it a lot. And this is just one of those cases where I feel like, what, what are we supposed to get from this? Because, mm-hmm. number one, the team name just sounds ridiculous. Um, three, two title sponsors, and then an initial that doesn't mean anything, apparently. Um, what am I supposed to call this team? RB? No, that's absolutely not happening. Um, I've personally used that as a shortening of Red Bull. I always have, like if I'm on Twitter or something. And Everybody. it's not really a name. Like, how do you refer to a, an F1 team as just RB? You know? kind of weird you would probably call it visa cash app before you call it rb i what do i look like just saying sponsor names like i'm not marketing for no one's paying me to walk around saying visa cash app all day like if you want to send me a check great (laughs) but you know what i'm saying like no one's calling mercedes petronas am whatever we're all saying just mercedes or just red bull or just mclaren like every team has title sponsors in the in the full name but every team also has a standalone name that they can be referred to as. So I think RB being the standalone name is very like strange. Um, I also find very strange the like voice of their team on social media. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, new car Hootis, um Let me see what else did I have under here? New car. Interesting that they say new car. Interesting that they say new car Hootis because it's not a new car. It's Red Bull. Right. Car. We would have seen this car a little bit of this car before. Um, the Instagram bio says a Formula One team working weekends, always pure vibes. Like we've talked. Can we buy about a comma hum- like? about humanizing <laughs> brands? Yeah. And this is a this is an example of the failure and cringe. Taking it, yeah, that, way too cringe. Yeah, it feels uh, like their branding yeah. is going through like um, like a generator. You know, just like random words that young Yay! people say and then just like, Absolutely. great, copy, paste, put that in the bio. Like, what do you mean? This cool, is your brand cool direction. Cool generator. Hello, fellow youths. <laughs> like, this is a hard launch. Like, can you, can we be so fucking for real for two seconds? What are we talking about? You know, like with Kick, uh, you know, at least... At le- right. Hey, hey kids. Uh, <laughs> got some candy in the back. Like, don't <laughs> fucking visa, visa, do that. Visa cards. Yeah. You some visa cards? Yeah, you guys want some cash up sent to you? Like, I can't. Ooh. It's crazy. And so, like, with Kick, at least you kind of know, like, they, they can afford to be a little bit silly, loose with it because, like, it's temporary. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's a placeholder mm-hmm. kind of, of team and a situation for them. But what am I supposed to... It, it feels temporary as well for this team that's been on the grid for over 14 years at this point, right? Like they are a fixture, right? In F1 and their branding is not unique to them as a team. Their, their branding is tied to their sister team who calls all Mm -hmm. the shots really. 
So this is what Zach Brown was talking about when he said... This is what Zach Brown was talking about. The lines are getting blurred. Like, yeah. when we talked about Andretti and like, you know, they were saying, well, you know... If you Tasha, wanna- how does Andretti How does Andretti feel right now looking at this? How, do, how does Andretti... Like, like imagine being Andretti and, mm-hmm. and seeing that confirmation for Visa Cash Out Barbie. Be like, this is value? But they were... Yeah, exactly. He, You have to bring value. We need teams to bring value to the grid. And this is... This is what's there in its place. And like, that's why I guess for me, I'm just sort of like, it was last week, it was like, haha, like this might be kind of funny. But now I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to take you seriously? Because on the one hand, you're saying, we want to be title contenders. We want to be competitive. You know, we're not just the, the feeder team to, to Red Bull. But now you're also saying we are completely attached to Red Bull. You know what I mean? They are, they are our life force you know, mm-hmm. essentially. And there's nothing identifiable about us as a team. There's nothing. They didn't take one opportunity at any point in this, the launches and the releases of this information to be like, this is who we are. And I just feel like, how does that, that doesn't lend to the narrative of like, that we're totally separate from Red Bull. It just makes it feel even more knit together than ever. Alpha Tari didn't have i'm starting to think whoever's whoever's related to branding on that team because alpha tari the brand was connected to the clothing line right and and the clothing line was like as vanilla and like meh as possible yeah as possible right Mm -hmm. so then i would say that the identity of alpha tari is in the clothing and the car very bland and now it's like you put, every, like you said, you put the whole brand through the generator, through the make me cool <laughs> generator. And this is what they ended up with. Right. This is where we landed. Which to me feels it's, like they never intended for them to have their own identity anyway. Like it's always mm-hmm. been Rep- Red Bull representatives saying, no, we're not associated that closely. Like we don't share stuff. We're not that we're not that close. Like. Um, you know, it's always them kind of, of, of saying that like, it's what we're seeing is not what we're seeing. But like this to me feels like you hire a brand firm who I, God bless whoever they are. Um, Mm -hmm. unless they did it all in house at Red Bull, which is also a possibility, but like, you know, I would buy that. Think about like going to get a company branded, you know, the experts who you go to are going to like try to get you to create an actual identity in a sea of sports teams and logos and everything like storytelling we talked about earlier, like what story is being told here? The only perception I have is that you never intended for them to be that, that separate from you in the first, the, the, the thin veil was never really intended to be anything more than that. Just like very like flimsy, very like take our word for it that we're not, we're not really related. But when you look at all the evidence, like it just doesn't, it's the math isn't mathing. You know what I'm saying? It's it's interesting because Red Bull is actually a really good marketing company. Yeah, it's all like they do. Red Bull, Red Bull has <laughs> insane marketing. Absolutely. So so when they do this, mm-hmm. it just gives it just gives like we don't care, right? It gives very unserious like, and I can't imagine being Andretti or whoever wanting to get into the grid be like this is the shit that like is being chosen over me, right? Like it's crazy. It's insane. I really like that dad. I really like that dad gave me permission to race next year, because <laughs> that's what it is. Like Horner's, like they can compete now. 
But with like, who? Uh, because like, let's be real. They're not going to let them compete with Red Bull. Like, come No, on. they can compete. They won't, but they can. So it's just going to be them <laughs> siphoning points off of other top teams, I guess. Or I don't look- think they're going to compete. That'd be crazy. Yeah. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Any any last thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I just carb bullshit. Th- I'm not calling it V carb either. That's yeah. I, they have to listen. They really have to between now and the launch of the season figure out what we can call them. That's like a real name because this this is childish. I'm not calling them RB. Um, but I do remember like during our Christmas episode with like Nasha and Tandy, they were asking like, you know, what's one thing you're maybe ex- looking forward to in the new season? And I distinctly remember saying like this Alpha Tauri was something I'm keeping my eye on that I'm really interested in. And I might've used the word excited, but it's not because like, I want to see them. It it was more to do with this. Like now that we're getting more information, like how they're actually branding the team and moving forward. I was more interested in like, how tight are they trying to keep it? Like how separate Mm -hmm. are they trying to like make it at least Alpha Tari, you know, didn't really have the visual ties to Red Bull, you know what I'm saying? Like in the name or whatever. Whereas this is like full-fledged, like we're going there, you know? So yeah. I was excited to see how far they would take it. And I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much further they can actually go from here. Like this is just straight up Red Bull light V2, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Like <laughs> it's crazy. It it makes it, it makes very little sense. Yeah. Um, question for the people: How much of these antics can Red Bull keep doing with their sister team until maybe the FIA or F1 or whoever would be Somebody. steps in and says, "Y'all need to sell this." <laughs> y'all ain't, y'all have no much. value. Yeah, you're doing y'all too much have now. no value. Yeah. It's time to sell. Like. How, how, what else can Red Bull do? Yeah. Like, are they going to sell? <laughs> is, is, is Visa Cash App RB going to sell like Max Verstappen and Checo bubbleheads? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> to our favorite, I think this is our favorite topic of the offseason because we talk about this shit every fucking every, every week. week. Contract extensions. Woo! We've got contract <laughs> extensions. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll start with, yeah. uh, Charles Leclerc. So via the athletic, Charles Leclerc signs Ferrari F1 contract extension. And I'm going to talk about this. It says several more seasons. Yes. Coming from the NBA and NFL, the very, very, uh, de- very defined contracts yeah. with regards to years, what's guaranteed, what's not guaranteed. And that, and that shit comes out to light even before they announce it. Like the leaks are, are everywhere for that. Right. I just as a, just interesting to me that. The wording is extension for several more seasons. Yeah. What does that mean? And last year, we didn't even know George Russell was racing 2024 just because the contract was like, took forever. Right. Um, But Leclerc, a five-time Grand Prix winner for Ferrari, uh, was out of contract at the end of 2024, but was widely expected, uh, was widely expected how long Leclerc's contract has been extended. The Monagas driver released said he was very pleased to know that I'd be wearing Ferrari race suit for several more seasons. Vassour, which we talked about this preseason. Yeah. Vassour says, not preseason, pre-show. Vassour says, we are determined to give Charles a winning car. <laughs> Tasha, have you ever heard Vassour said, I'm trying to get Carlos signs a winning car? 
They do not care about that man. Get Charles Leclerc over here going a lot. <laughs> uh, Charles Leclerc co-created the music for his announcement video. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. His video. I mean, speaking of like things that yeah. Carlos Sainz does not get, like Charles, this is announced with like this beautifully cinematic video with lovely piano music playing dramatically, you know, underneath him explaining like why he loves this Ferrari family and how he can't wait to, you know, continue there. And you get to the end credits and it's like, he also helped co-create the music that was playing in his driver. And Carlos Sainz has never gotten anything this beautiful to, to announce anything. So they love not even his. Where's where's the win video, Ferrari? Where's the video about his win? So dramatic right. and artistic. Where is that? So yeah, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think neither of us are surprised. Yeah. By the Leclerc signing. I think no. Leclerc is gonna be in Ferrari until the very end. I think yeah. it's Stockholm syndrome at this point. Honestly, uh, if he likes it, I love it. You know, if he's yeah the I mean, listen, he's so young. A lot of them, uh, these drivers are just, you know, hoping to have a career like what Charles has at Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I feel like from that standpoint, this is what he's wanted to do. This is his dream to drive for Ferrari. Like, this is all he's wanted. He's living his dream. They 1000% make his life harder, you know, with strategy. Yeah. yeah. With not getting the car right. Fred's basically, you know, vowing that they're going to restructure everything and change the car. So I feel like he's holding on to those those promises like kind of close to heart. Like, you know, I trust that this is this is going to be take me to the next step. I hope I that that trust her. pays off. Yeah, like <laughs> I can I can be the one to fix her. Yeah, because I feel like with everything, I mean, I, I do think that Charles is a great driver, especially for the team. Like there are times where he's definitely tried to outdrive the car and has resulted in crashes and unnecessary errors on his part. But I, I, he's fast. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like yeah. if Ferrari can match his energy and give him a car that can be at least consistent with, like, I do think that I think that in the horizon for him um, is at least to be more competitive. I don't know if, if a driver championship, um, I don't know if the team, you know, can get there right away. But in the several more seasons that he's there, I hope that it's a possibility, at least he's talented. So I don't think that's the issue. And I think he kind of knows that. Yeah. You know, he's like not me. <laughs> I, who, do you, who do you think has it? Who do you think has it worse, Andretti seeing the Alfatari stuff, mm-hmm. or Carlos Sainz seeing the Charles Leclerc stuff? Sainz a thousand percent because Sainz uh, is in uh, Formula One. You know, he's there. Thousand, he's so close it to must taste suck. it. You know, it must suck. Like, what do you mean? Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Carlos Sainz's dad won the car. Carlos Sainz yes. goes and surprises him. Yeah. You know who be posting that? Red Bull. Red Bull mm. is posting that. I haven't seen a single Ferrari post about that. <laughs> they might have done it and I might have not yeah. seen it. But I know that the two times I've seen it came from Red Bull. Right. And I'm not saying Red Bull F1. It's because Carlos Sainz senior, senior yeah. Red Bull. In, yeah, and yeah. That. So I'm not saying that it's like Red Bull F1. But yeah. I'm just saying like it's crazy that that heartwarming story has been told by Red Bull but not by <laughs> Ferrari. Yeah. You know? You know? Yeah, it, it, it I I wouldn't. It has to sting. I I was gonna say I was gonna say I think that if I am in his situation, I am hurt, not hurt, but like it would be difficult to be Carlos Sainz in Ferrari. Yeah, with all of these constant like, uh, 
constant proof that Leclerc is the the chosen one, the loved Absolutely. one. Absolutely, yeah. It, it, yeah. Similar maybe to Checo and Max, but not even because like Checo is so adored by fans. Yeah. More, much more than Max, but I think Ferrari in general loves uh, Leclerc much more than Sainz as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I guess also too, like you think with Sainz, like he's not, like I said, Charles is, this is his dream. He's always said that the the loyalty that he has for Ferrari like oozes out of him. So I think mm-hmm. from that standpoint, when you're like thinking about bringing on people, like people who are loyal to you, you're going to weigh that more heavily. You know, yeah. Sainz, I think, wants to be loyal to Ferrari, but he's keeping his options open and he's been very vocal about I that. Think for, but that, I think yeah. that's Ferrari's fault. I Yes, but no. I mean, I think I think Sainz wants to be the number one driver at a team. Mm, and I true. think once he realizes okay. that it's not going to be at Ferrari, like he's... Mm-hmm. He, but where does not he even go? If he, not even if he has more points than Charles, will Doesn't he be matter. the Ferrari Yeah, driver? never. Yeah, um, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. there's just never going to be anything he can do that's ever going to make mm-hmm. them in their in 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 their. He could win a championship. The whole thing. I. I you know, I and they'll so. still make sure that Charles has a, a, a like, multi-year contract but, extension before. Him. Vassar will yeah. still be like, I, I wish we could have built a winning car for Charles. <laughs> right. Like, Sainz will win the championship. Ah, we didn't right. do right by Charles, you know? Yeah. The car wasn't right for Charles. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, he's, in a, he's in a position where I just feel like he needs to definitely keep his 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 options open because it sounds yeah. like Ferrari is also keeping theirs open for that second seat. Um, I know Audi's kind of in the picture, but in the future, so. Sainz is yeah. lucky Arthur Leclerc isn't a fantastic driver <laughs> right because his ass would be replaced by his brother immediately that would be crazy to see like a a, a duo of like brothers as like one and two drivers that would be nasty work though imagine unless one is clearly better than the other which is the case with arthur and Charles, yeah but sure, imagine but two brothers yeah. two equal equal performance brothers that would nasty. be insane mm. um I used to joke because there's brothers in the NBA. There's been brothers in the NBA. Yeah. And, I, and I joked with my brothers like, yeah, what were you doing at 30? Oh, <laughs> like yeah. this and that. What are they doing at 30? Making millions of dollars yeah. as brothers in the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> We're just the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you got for us next? Unless um, you have something else on Leclerc before we move on. No, or, actually, but speaking of his school. brother, um, he actually just got announced today as a Ferrari development driver. So he this is it, like his third or fourth year with them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's mm-hmm. moving up to development driver. And I mean, I don't know. It's just interesting. Imagine Again, the family aspect of what's going on with Charles is different than I think other drivers have on other teams. Yeah. Like Charles is straight Ferrari. up his family. Yeah. Charles is Ferrari. Yeah. Like similar to how Hamilton is Mercedes. Yeah. Which I think is the, like, the which I do think. And I mean, as we talk about the next guy as well like i do think there is something to these teams having a long-term anchor driver if you will like some a Mm -hmm. fixture on the team who's like stable um a leader you know so let's look at it this way i read i read very uh i read the top five uh drivers uh amount of time Mm -hmm. a driver has driven with his team so like amount of gp i'm I'm sorry i explained so terribly but how many times Lewis has driven the Mercedes. Right. How many times this person has driven it? Up? So the top five list is Lewis number one mm-hmm. uh, with Mercedes 222. And then 
fourth or fifth on the list is Max. But after next season, Lewis will be first. Max will be second. Mm. I say that because there's 24 races and Max is less than 24 races right. away. So your top two, uh, probably, not even probably, the top two most successful drivers in the last 10 years are coming, are, are staples. Yeah. Are not like... He he came and went, or a two year thing. It's a staple. It's a, right. it's a person who grew up, not grew up because Hamilton was grown, but like who go through the whole system and stay there. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think that's the way. Like that's the way. Yeah, you, and keep you, that second you set seat. yourself. Up. Yeah, exactly. And then kind of keep that second seat flexible and move <laughs> people in and out like as as needed. But yeah, I do think because it's typically so volatile and everybody's moving around, like you don't really get a chance to to be stable. You don't really get a chance to like mesh with your team, mm. you know? So I think that there's something to this strategy of keeping guys around for multiple seasons and growing with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just very interesting seeing who those drivers are. <laughs> Uh, you know, so yeah, I don't know. It's just very, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, like I said, situation in Formula One where I just, I feel like this seems to be the strategy because we're getting some quote unquote long-term contract extensions with no real, we don't know the the amount of years, so. We don't. Yeah. We don't. We just know it's past X year. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of. Yes. Speaking of, um, from ESPN, Lando Norris signs a new long-term F1 deal with McLaren. Surprise. Like, who saw that coming? Everybody. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody would have seen that. <laughs> um, it says, Lando Norris has committed his uh, committed his long-term Formula One future to McLaren after signing a multi-year deal that takes him beyond his existing contract, which was due to expire at the end of 2025. So he signed a new contract before his current contract is even up. And mm-hmm. when he asked why he committed to a new deal two seasons before his contract was due to expire, he said... Quote, it's not something I want to worry about over the next few years. And just going into 2026 and those years of new regulations and everything, it's not something I or the team want to be thinking of or focusing on or spending any time on in such an important couple of years. Yeah, simply because I can. I'm comfortable. I'm happy with where I am. The team are happy with me. So it's an easy decision. Must be nice. All I can think about when it comes to Lando is... Yes, it must be nice to be so whelming and have such like job security. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you were the prince that was promised and really haven't made good on any of any of that yet. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. horrible, but not a revelation by but any not, means. Not, not not what he would not what not what we not what told. was promised. Yeah. So I think for a two, he's already been there for what six seasons. Mm-hmm. We have not a win in sight. Not a win in sight, and to have job security like that, like that is inspirational. I'm sorry, that's an act of resistance. Do you know what I'm saying? I could be great at my job, but I'm just going to come in and like collect my check, and you're going to love me for it. And yeah, I just I think that's that's remarkable. That's probably the most remarkable thing I think that he has done as an F1 driver. You know, um, so good for him. <laughs> Tim foil hat on yeah. time. What's up? <laughs> What if Oscar suddenly becomes... What if Oscar actually becomes better than Lando next year? Mm-hmm. And it's like... 
<laughs> and it's like Lando's just trying to get security that he can stay in McLaren yeah. even if Oscar overtakes him as the better driver. That's, I mean, I think that's feasible. Um, like, again, I don't think Lando is a bad driver by any means. He no, definitely no, has no, still like a lot of like growing to do, you know, mm. to me. I feel like he's just not there mentally. And, you know, he's done things and said things kind of in the past. Uh, one thing he said in the present that we'll get to in a second, that just kind of like, <laughs> I don't feel like he's that guy. And, um, yeah. you know, yes, he can long-term job security in Formula One, I think is the goal for most of these guys at this point. But Oscar comes in, he's like kind of a breath of fresh air. He immediately makes an impact. Like he's not a better driver than Lando by any stretch, but you can see that he's adaptable and he's teachable. And the stuff that he needs to learn comes with time anyway. So, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's tire management or, you know, race, how he manages his races, like that will come with more experience. So, but what he was able to accomplish just in the first year is, I Pretty think, impressive. yeah, super impressive. So, yeah, I would be a little nervous if I were Lando, like. Just a little. Just like, a little. Like, seriously, just, like, seriously, just a little. But more. like Charles Leclerc mm -hmm. to Ferrari, like to McLaren, like he's their son. Like that's, that's Zach's yeah. baby, that's you know? That's Zach's boy. So I don't necessarily, I don't think he's under threat in that, in that way. But having that, having a long-term contract when everybody else doesn't, like you can relax, you know, yeah. you can relax. So hopefully that will accomplish that for him and he can kind of sink in more. Cause I do think after six seasons, like, wh like, what are we doing? You know, like that's a long relationship. That is for them to not um, really have that return on. So, um, I, I, I don't think that I've seen enough change these last six years from Lando. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he still talks the same way to engineers. He still like yeah, he's very gets mature. in his head. Yeah. He still makes mistakes, which is fine. Everybody makes mistakes, but like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I, we've seen that much growth. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um. So another area where I feel like he has not grown, I think, is opportunity like, to grow. Fight. <laughs> Like Lando, you got to fight. Uh, Sky F1 asked him in an interview if he was scared to join Red Bull to face Max Verstappen. And Lando says, is Max one of the best drivers ever in F1? Absolutely. I think he's proved that enough. I don't think I'd ever be scared of going against anyone. But even if you enter a team, you are in a position to challenge someone straight away and are comfortable to do that. I think it's a no for any driver. It takes time to adapt. And if you want to go against the best driver in the world, it's not it's not the best thing to do. It's not a smart move to do. What are your thoughts? <laughs> you could, you could, you could look at this and cause like this could just mean that what yeah. he's saying is like the way to go against the best is not joining the team where he's already at. Cause he's established, but it doesn't, but you have to give him like a benefit of the doubt for it to mean that. I don't know. I take it as you were scared because um, I think if you're any driver, we, this is what we always want, club. right? This is why we tell George Russell to shut up, right? Because it's like, he's, mm -hmm. he'll say shit like this. He'll be like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go against Max Verstappen. I want to go against Lewis Hamilton and beat him. Like he will say that it's annoying because it's not true currently that you're better than them. But the fact that he has that like ability to be delusional and not mm -hmm. like practical about it. Like you're telling me if Red Bull calls you right now and was like, you get that second seat. You're going to be like, no, because I want to go against Max because I need time to adapt. You'd be crazy to say no to that. But we see, like I said, Oscar Piastri comes in. He didn't need time to adapt. Like 
he got straight to Hamilton, business. Hamilton didn't need time to adapt to the Hamilton, Exactly. So it's like, come on now. Like, yes, there's some logical aspects to what he's saying of like, you know, you need time to adapt. You need time. But like, you've been here for six seasons. I thought you'd be You got that dog and that. you are not. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't. That's something somebody would say who hasn't been here long. You've been here long yeah. enough. You've had battles with him where we've seen you just scoot to the side. Would you call that a No, I guess not. You can't really call it a battle if you're just like, oh, after you, sir. Like, you, like yeah. what are we talking about here? So, yeah, I, I, that's where I am like. And then this is the guy that McLaren's like, we want to keep extending his contract over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Because the car remember- can be... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Remember when, remember when um, Hamilton was asked like mid-season mm-hmm. about Checo. Yeah. And Hamilton's like, I would love to drive the car. Right. I would love to be Max Verstappen teammate. He wouldn't be Max having Verstappen the season like he's that. having if I was I don't think it. Max Verstappen would like That's, that, but exactly. I would love that. <laughs> like, talk your like, shit. I would love that shit. Talk like, your put shit. me in, coach. <laughs> put me fucking all inside that Red Exactly. Put me the fucking. Injected inject it and that's kind of what i'm saying i like i there's certain drivers on the on the grid you give them a hypothetical situation and they're gonna they're gonna be like yeah i would do it if it's true or not why does it matter but like the perception that you are confident in your ability and in your skill as a driver is i think the important thing to me this just like this just telegraphs uh that you're just not a confident driver you're not confident in your skill or your ability you're not confident that you could take on max verstappen whether you're his teammate or you're competing against him on a rival team, um, as we have seen in the past couple of seasons. And I know people will say like, oh, you know, there's times where they've battled, but, you know, uh, Lando's trying to get his points or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes you just got to say, fuck the points. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, have the dog fight. Sometimes you got to be like, I'm here. Let me right. show you. Because Max doesn't have that. He's not like, I need the points. If he wants to, like, crash somebody, he's going to crash them out. Like, and that's that's what contributes, unfortunately, to why people don't want to race him or be around him on track. But like that's how he established that. You know, that he was not yeah. he's not backing down from stuff. So I think the backing down from people in interviews and then backing down from people in on the track, like that's just so like mm, I wonder if Lando not, actually thinks he could be a champion. <clears throat> I don't think so. You know, it's, it's like self-deprecating I, I as he is, I just don't think so. And now that McLaren, you know, has gone through their whole thing on social media, they've wiped all their account and they're really like hyper focusing on this new season. Lando is a huge fixture in this new Mm -hmm. kind of marketing. You know, we're really but the missing piece, it seemed like for the past few years was the car. Yeah. Like so Lando really has to show and prove like. Are you that guy or not? Because they're investing all this money, effort, resources into making this this new McLaren you know, the best car that they've had in hopefully a long time, you got to be mentally there. Like, he's fast. He's a fast driver. Yeah. But mentally, you, are you are you ready for this? Because it's it on you like now. It. It's your turn. Yeah. So like. that's where I'm at I wonder, with Lando. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if he thinks I will not be able to be a champion as long as Max Verstappen is here. Right. Or I wonder if he thinks I am just not able to be a champion. Because I think he, he's, he's been too... He said comments to Hamilton. Yeah. Like he doesn't respect him as much as a... Right. Not, not respect him as a driver. What am I saying? Has no problem fighting against him. Right. On track. Like right. he's, he's been very clear about like the way he speaks about other drivers. Right. With, with respect, but like with... I don't care. I'll race whoever. Right. But I don't, I, I don't know. I wonder if it's the Max Verstappen thing looming over him. 
I think it's the Mac. I think it's because they're peers. They're like somewhat friends. I think it's uh, Max is literally a lunatic on the track. Like you're, he, he's the biggest guy in the prison yard. You know what I'm saying? Leclerc like always look at Leclerc. Leclerc fights Max as much as he, whenever he can. But that's because Leclerc has that. That's what I said. Like if for when Ferrari gets the car right, when Ferrari gets the strategy right, Leclerc is in a position to actually be a champion because he's a fighter. He will fight. Mm-hmm. He, he can be goofy sometimes Absolutely. and make mistakes, but like <laughs> a bozo sometimes. He's a little bit, but he goes for it. And Lando yeah. has not shown that. And it's like you're sometimes in positions where like you don't have to be like cautious, or you know you can make a bold move and try to like just establish yourself as somebody who's like not to be messed with on the track. Like fuck the six points. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. It is You're what not it is. The championships. So really the pride is on the line. Care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I mean, like that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta fight and be a fighter. And I don't think he's a fighter. And I think he's I fast, so. but I don't think I think he's very mentally fragile. And I think until he um, gets more experiences that help build his confidence, he's constantly gonna be this person who like second guesses himself and people around him who are sharks who you know, who are actually going to do the things necessary to become champion drivers are going to take advantage of that and eat that up. I think a a different driver goes through what Lando went through in Sochi. Yeah, Sochi Mm -hmm. for the Russian Grand Prix. Yeah. I think... I think that haunts him. I think I go... I think I go through that and I learn from it. Yeah. I think... Just like you said right now, I think he went through that and it haunts him. Mm-hmm. I think he he hasn't learned from that. I think he uses that as a, this is what happened when I try to be X. Right. Instead of looking at it as, I'm just going to learn from this and and yeah. not repeat the same mistake or yeah. some shit, but I'm still that guy. Right. It, it really seems like he is the type that would be held back by it instead of like anything yeah. else. Hmm. We shall see. Any... <laughs> Any final thoughts on Lando? So let's let's recap what we've talked about. Yeah. We talked about the contract extension for Lando Norris. Mm-hmm. Talked about the extension for Leclerc. AlphaTauri becoming Visa Cash App RB. <laughs> Ferrari new engineers in Maranello from Red Bull and AlphaTauri. Mm-hmm. Talked about the F1 wheel rims change. The Spanish GP change. Talked about a lot. Yeah, right? Drive to survive and survive to drive. Yeah. Any final thoughts on any of those topics or let's just, let's just throw this out there for the people and for you. Who mm-hmm. do you think finished? And obviously this is all speculation and, and guessing, mm-hmm. but who do you think finishes higher in the championship next year? Lando or Leclerc? Leclerc. Same. Yeah. I think so too. Even with the Let us know if you car. think that it would be <laughs> Lando over Leclerc. Yeah. I won't call you crazy at all. <laughs> <laughs> any any final thoughts on any of the topics that we've touched on so far? Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, this season coming up, 2024, just feels like the season of like show and prove. You know, everybody's yeah. a lot of fresh starts happening, a lot of personnel changes happening. Like everybody got to just be clocked in, you know, when it's time to go. And I'm I'm excited to see who actually rises to that challenge. And who kind of like gets lost in all of it. Uh, again, still have my eye on Visa, Cash App, MasterCard, Red Bull, whatever. Um, Bank of America, Zelle. <laughs> like I have my magnifying glass on them because I just can't even believe that this is actually really happening. Uh, that they are allowed to exist and exist in such an unserious capacity on top of it all. So yeah, yeah I'm going to have my little magnifying glass out for them and see how how 
you know, they do in the season with new team principal. Um, both drivers will will have um, new kind of car, Yuki Daniel, that kind of thing. I'm excited to see who kind of emerges uh, as, yeah. the, as the better driver, better man this season. So, yeah, I, just show him proof. 2024, like, you got to just be on your no, shit. No, and I think yeah. to to echo what you're saying, like, most of the driver's contract is up next year. Yeah. So it's exactly. the most show improved time ever. Exactly. It's like, if you want to get signed. It's like show improve where you're literally out, bro. <laughs> like, like we done. We, There's a revolving door and man, you're yeah. almost, you know, so it is, it is like, obviously not Lando, obviously not Max, et cetera. But like, there yeah. are a lot of drivers. I, I'm looking at the uh, Sauber Cake Alpha Romeo, whatever yeah. drivers, both the contracts are done next year. Like I'm interested with the, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do anything. Well, anyways, yeah. I'm very interested. I think we've, I believe we've got 15 drivers mm-hmm. whose contracts are up next year, yeah. unless they sign before the the start of the season. Um, anything else? Anything no. else? Shout out to Contasaurus Rex again. <laughs> you just like saying Contasaurus Rex. <laughs> I really do. You got me. You got me. <laughs> it's fun to say. Yeah. It, it is. is. It is. It is. Say so it good. five times fast. <laughs> I will not. I will not. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that's that's all we have yeah. for today. We did it. We did we it, Joe. Did it. Yes. For everybody who's still week. here, thank you so much for listening or for watching on YouTube. Make sure to comment, subscribe. Make sure to share with a friend. Mm-hmm. We would love to get to 4K by. Bahrain. That would be really dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can reach out to us on our socials. You can leave a comment on YouTube. We're pretty good about responding, especially to haikus. So <laughs> let us know what let us know what you'll be calling Alphatari this year. Let us know. Is it Lando or Charles next year that are gonna end up higher on the championship? And what are your thoughts on changing from Barcelona to Madrid? Are you excited for that? Let us know. Um, but I think that is all for today. Yeah. If you would please take us away, Tasha. <laughs> Thank you guys as always for listening. Thank you for the haiku, Contasaurus Rex. Love you like that. saying it too. It's I a great thing to it. say. Oh my God. It's a great thing to say. It's amazing. Um, and yeah, thank you guys again. We really appreciate you all being here. And remember, no matter what happens in life, keep on the black stuff. Bye. Bye. <laughs>